Welcome back to Nerd with the Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. We got some fun, nerdy news on its way to you next. Folks, you're listening to Nerd with Foam Podcast. And we would like to invite you to please check out our Patreon page. And we have tiers as low as $1 over there. If you're enjoying the show, please consider doing so. More Nerd with Foam next. All right. 
Welcome to Nerve of the Phone Podcast, guys. How you doing? Uh, just a bit of a casual episode tonight. Jay and Silent Bob's Reboot. Mini review. Just uh, rented that from a little place called Family Video, which you may or may not have in your neck of the woods, but uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dreadful Rock? What misleading you... title. Misleading title? It's not a reboot. Okay. Well, it's a direct sequel, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Of course, all movies in the view of Skewerverse are direct sequels, basically. Well, With yeah. a few exceptions. Oh, well... Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, they did they manage to drop a reference to pretty much every Kevin Smith film ever? I mean... I'm pretty sure they did in one form or another. Uh, <laughs> All right. And just to uh, reiterate here, it's pretty loose, um, this episode. Um, those that follow Nerve of the Phone 1 on Twitter pretty much know everything that's happening right now. Everything. We will be getting um, episodes back on a more timely manner, but uh, it's pretty much making episode where and how I can at the moment due to circumstances beyond our control. Uh, <laughs> I blame Canada. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm... It, it, I enjoyed the movie. That's really all I can say without trying to sound mean, but I think Kevin would want a little deeper cut on this. I mean, I don't know. It drops the ball at spots with, like, fourth wall breaks. It's, uh, uh, But I think that was the point. I think the point was to go so fourth wall with it that it was making a point. Well, almost every one of his films do that. Okay. But this being a direct sequel to Strike Back, mm-hmm. then oh, I don't think they went far enough with the fourth wall breaks. Okay. Because that film was like full of them. Okay. Okay. All right. So, again, uh, huge spoilers coming up for Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. Um,. So, the Kevin James joke. I, I want to know more about this. Perhaps there's an interview out there with Kevin Smith. All right. But, like, you know, the big scene at the con and everything like that. And they're, I mean, like, they went with Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith and that whole thing that works. The whole Silent Bob with Kevin Smith actually being there or whatever. But, I mean, what is, like... Is the King of Queens such a snob that he wouldn't participate in the movie is what I'm asking here. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I guess they hate each other. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it's either. all the fuck Kevin James quotes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's something going on there. I have no clue about it. I feel like I missed a key joke. You know? <laughs> like... I don't know, Twitterverse, tell me, nor the phone one, does Kevin Smith and Kevin James hate each other? Um, really, I think for the movie-wise, it was just Jay being a dumbass as usual. Uh, 
in, in those films, he's constantly fucking people's names up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so... Favorite moment, if you have one. Probably at the con, whenever they shown the clerk's panel and they were all in black and white. (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, My favorite moment... No, actually, my actual favorite moment of the movie is whenever, spoiler, uh, Jay gets knocked the fuck out by his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is actually Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Great meta work there. Great, great meta work. Um, and then later on, you see Jason Muse's actual daughter posed as Ben Affleck's daughter. Oh, really? What? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yes, that little blonde toddler that was... Okay. Yes, that's Jason Muse's actual daughter. Oh, okay. That's... That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, what was the name of their lift stand-in driver? We had the freaking tater tots. Tater tots. Huh? Well, yeah, hater tots. But what was his name? I don't remember. I mean, what is it with movies lately? I mean, ever since Deadpool, right? Ever since Deadpool, you got to have the clever driver um, thing in there, which I, I know for a fact that has to be what Kevin Smith was aping there. Um, but that the moment in the van when, like, when he just comes back after several minutes of being out of the movie, and on top of it, that's my favorite spot in the film. I really hate to ruin it here, but that that was the best. That no, was I also really like Chris Jericho's moment. Oh, 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 oh man. Yeah. Uh just <laughs> I have a feeling, to be perfectly honest with you, while I get it, and I know it's Kevin Smith, and I mean for sakes they have rosario dawson in the film so i i I, but it's like one of those like i don't know man (laughs) after seeing that scene i feel like it might have played a part in wwe and chris jericho parting ways (laughs) i'm just saying because that was about the time when all the rumors started that jericho was leaving and the festival of friendship was in full swing. I think once WWE, once Massachusetts and Connecticut and that whole belt up there, the McMahon family got wind of the scene that Jericho had filmed. I imagine Jericho probably threw his phone into a bay somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> But <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty fun scene, especially to pay off at the end. I mean, yeah, yeah. We won't spoil it here, uh, mainly because I don't want to. 
don't want to attract the audience. They were, uh, they actually made that reference in the film, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Over overall rating for this for you. Uh, Kilmore over Benoist. <laughs> ah, yes, the cameos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And holy shit, Al Kilmer does not look the same anymore. I didn't know that was him until the credits. Oh, I, well. I mean, whenever it flashed his name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the very first time they showed him, the, the, they did it. They did they did Kilmer and Benoist. But then when, you know, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, that was really cool. The, um, I mean, it's just a fun film. It's just a fun film. Now, I have absolutely no idea at all. Except I'm a little disappointed that Mark Hamill didn't come back. Uh, well, he probably that he wasn't playing cock doctor again. He was probably still on as crazy as this is going to sound. He was probably still under NDAs for Disney with Star Wars and everything. It's like you know because he was probably told by Disney you can't go to the Kevin Smith thing and do that because I mean, we know you, Mark. You're going to say something, and Kevin Smith is Kevin freaking Smith. And he's going to put it on his podcast. And, you know, it's one of those. And it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't take much. It wouldn't take much. Because <laughs> it's pretty clear Kevin Smith loves to talk. And it's pretty clear that Mark Hamill loves to tell people things he shouldn't tell people. So, you know... <laughs> That's why they have him sign those agreements. So it cost him money. <laughs> I mean, and much like his most iconic character ever, he just doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he's got kids and grandkids to put through school and leave a legacy for. So at this oh, point... They're already taken care. Ah, you would think. You would think. <laughs> you know how much money he got for that five-second stint at the end of Force Awakens? I mean, come on. Yeah, which is also why he... That's a whole different conversation. Misfortune. Get... <laughs> uh, the cat is uh, climbing all over stuff. Yeah, say hi. She she already did it. It's probably pretty clear. But um I don't know. My review, my rating for Jay and Silent Bob's reboot is um you know, we're gonna do the five point scale and I'll give it um like three point nine. Um because I don't know, man. Like, it was fun, but it lost me in the middle. 
and I get that those jokes weren't just for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the parts that took me out of it, they those jokes weren't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, a died in the wool, all in fan is going to find this like ten out of ten, if not eleven. So I mean, well, I have to give it a four at least. Yeah. Because of their attempt to explain the difference between reboots and remakes mm. and how convolutedly fucked up it is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, they tried to explain that like, what, five times? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, there's an episode. And each time they got more and more convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's an episode of uh, Fat Man on Batman, and also, I believe, Comic Book Men, that uh, delves into that subject, too, everything. It's just like, it's one of Kevin Smith's most treasured topics to bring up on a podcast, is the difference between a reboot and a remake, or just a standard rehash, (laughs) which is different. Oh, must not mention the um, reboot that is a remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the remake that's a reboot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Let's see. All right. We got a... I like to keep these about 20 minutes. We're at 13 minutes. Um, So, yeah. No brother phone, one... Likes to film. Dreadful Rock likes to film. I want to take a couple minutes here at the end and maybe uh, throw Zombieland double tap in here. I was actually disappointed in double tap. Okay. As a sequel to the original, I was expecting more. What I really got was less. Okay. Okay. I mean, less action, less really good laugh out loud jokes. The humor was kind of stale. They really didn't mention the fact at all that the movie actually does take place 10 years after the first one mm-hmm. because it took 10 years to make, and that was all in the advertising and the national film. It basically doesn't even mention it. That's because. They want you to watch both films back to back, which is a thing we haven't done, to be fair. But (laughs) I concur with what you're saying here. Um, Like, all right, I I know they were trying. I I know their spirit was they want you to go from immediately from Zombieland 1 into watching Double Tap. All right. That's what they expect people to be doing, everything. And I'm sure if you do that, it works fine. All right. But um, it doesn't really explain the world of Zombieland. If if you come into the Zombieland universe with the second film and you have no backstory, I'm not sure this movie makes you a fan of the series. And that's a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I loved the first one. This was just 
to me, it felt like a direct-to-video sequel, not a big budget with a theater sequel. Right. Well, I felt like they almost gave up on... Almost. It almost feels like they gave up on trying because they knew that it was only going to be in theaters for a few weeks, everything like that, because they were going to have it out of theaters before Rise of Skywalker hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel of, you know, I wish they would have tried for maybe eight more weeks, polish it up a little bit more, and uh, tried to go actually hit the head with Rise of Skywalker. But we haven't, on the podcast yet, had a Rise of Skywalker uh, conversation, so I don't want to get into spoilers for that topic just yet. But there there would be some interesting conversations here if Star Wars was losing to Zombieland Double Tap. That's that's all I'm going to say, because uh, it, it would have been. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good. It's worth a watch. Just nowhere near as good as the original. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I think Hollywood has basically forgotten, or maybe, maybe the fandoms are just so out of whack anymore. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have just a tenth, not even a tenth, like one millionth of a tenth of the pressure in making a podcast, trying to figure out what an audience might want to listen to and everything like that. So, I mean, I feel for these filmmakers. I really do. You got a, you know, $150 million budget. People work with degrees, you know, people that took 10 years to get a degree in literature to help you put a script together. And it winds up being justice league. Instead of like one of the biggest movies ever, you know, I've still yet to see justice league. Probably never will. <laughs> You're proving my point here though. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, does anybody actually know what we want anymore? That's a that's an interesting conversation to have in the last couple of minutes here. I mean, do we in fact know what we want as fans? Do we know? Could we tell? Could you could you put to words in a point by point reasonable way what you would have wanted? The MCU, but not the MCU. Well, what? So, like stevia instead of sugar? No, take the MCU formula and do something else with it. Yeah. Okay. Without directly ripping off Marvel. Basically, do what the MCU did start out with one decent flick, then build off of it slowly, slowly, slowly building a universe, something DC has failed to grasp. Oh. Oh hell okay, here's a free one, Hollywood. I'm giving this a I'm giving this away for free, okay? So like people don't want to touch it because it's an iconic role and everything like that for television. Telly Savalas, Kojak. I mean, they've already rebooted Annie several times. Telly Savalas was pretty much um Daddy Warbucks forever. In almost every incarnation, you know, 
at that. So, I mean, I don't know. Some studio out there, get a hold of the rights to Kojak and do that. Make one good Kojak movie. Yeah. I mean, there's another couple movies out there that are attempting to do this new Star Wars MCU type deal. Mm. But the director is so freaking out there and stagnant now. I don't think people really care. Okay, who are we talking about? Shyamalan. Oh, no, no, no. He, he He's actually back. He, he, That's after. what I'm saying. He's attempting to do that same thing, but mm-hmm. really, does anybody actually care? Oh, yeah. Um, I believe. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth because it's been a hot minute since I've been able to keep up with all my podcasts and everything like that. But I believe one of the members, one of the four awesome people running that podcast, um, as a fan of the last two Shyamalan films. Split and Glass? Yeah. Yeah. And there's... Which are actually connected to Unbreakable? Yeah. Well, that makes some default. You know. Okay, so that's a trilogy then. All right. I don't get into the nerdy details about it. I just like talking about nerdy shit. Anyway. Uh... (laughs) Well, it goes unbreakable, split, mm. and glass. Mm. Okay. Which nobody knew that split was part of the unbreakable universe until the very, very end. Okay, so spoilers for what? Split. Sorry about that if you heard that and didn't know. Well, it's already like, I don't know, five, six years old now, so. Yeah, well, spoilers. For Citizen Kane, just in case, but I mean, that's like a hundred years old and people don't know that Rosebud is a fucking sled, so. <laughs> Watch Family Guy, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's going to about cover it. So, two films for you tonight. Jam Bo- Silent Bob's reboot. Excellent. And um, my recommendation, anyway, for Zombieland Double Tap is um, in no way, shape, or form should you watch this without watching the first one. It, it just, it's a fun time, but could have been better. Alright. I have to agree with that. Fun time, but just slacking. Yep. Alright. Um, remember the phone one, otherwise known as Charles, he's Dreadpoorwalk574, otherwise known as John. We will see you when we see you. Peace.